Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. True Stories of a Tryhard. I am Ethan Hewlin. This week, it's just me to talk about something that is very personable and something that I've had to struggle with for a little while. You may notice a pattern here with these solo episodes, but the point being, I'm here to talk about peer pressure. Peer pressure is something that I was always warned about you know, growing up and being in the public public education system, try to combine education and school, that was not a good idea, Um, regardless. Public education said, oh, don't give in to peer pressure, be careful. And I was never really around peer pressure, at least I didn't feel like I was at that time. But over time, I began to realize that Peer pressure didn't necessarily mean to that everything I was pressured into was necessarily a bad thing. Like I got peer pressure to um, to study harder because of my friends, and that was a good thing. But I've also, as I've gone on in life, been peer pressured to uh, to succeed at being the best me that I can, but there was some truth to what um, those teachers and other people said when I was younger about how being pressured by people your own age carries a different weight than being pressured by people who are older than you. Or, I guess, younger than you. That hasn't really been my experience so far. But, I remember one particular time, my family and I were out to dinner at a restaurant, and this man was standing outside, smoking. And he looked at me and said, You want to hit? At which point, all the alarm bells in my head started going off. Every single one of them was like, code red, turn around, don't look back, just leave. So I did. I turned around, I went back into the restaurant, and did not say anything for the rest of the day. Because I was shaken. Nobody in my immediate family, anyway, has ever smoked. At least not for a while. So... The thought of anyone wanting me to do that was just shocking. But (laughs) as I've gotten older, I've gotten shocked by less and less things. For example, I'm not shocked when I get certain feelings about um, certain things 
or certain people that I may not have otherwise had beforehand. Um, you know, growing up, I was raised in an extremely homophobic and transphobic environment, and for a long, long time, I did not like any of those people, but now I realize that they are still people, and as a result, still deserve respect and friendship and anything that comes their way, because the most important thing we have in life is each other. And any any reason, regardless of how petty it is, is not a good one to be divided, whether that's generational or uh, by gender, by class, by race, by ability, whatever. We are all still human beings and all still deserve respect because we are human. Now, that might just be me being the human centered person that I am. I do believe that some an that animals definitely deserve respect as well, but I will save a human life before I save an animal's life. Sue me. Anyway, that was a long long tangent that I need to redirect myself from. Peer pressure, yes. When I was still much younger than I am now, and to a certain extent this is still true, the only thing that I ever wanted was to be just like everybody else. To fit in and just be a cog in the system. Why? I was ashamed of myself. I was ashamed of how smart I was, if I'm being perfectly honest. I was a kid who always enjoyed learning. I always enjoyed reading and learning more about the world around me and how it works. And sometimes that was to my own social detriment, unfortunately. I was bullied because of how much I liked school and how much I liked learning and I never really got over the psychological impact it had on me because for the longest time I hid my intelligence no nobody really knew how smart I was unless they knew me personally I never tried to make a big deal out of it I didn't want people to know that I was a smart kid because I didn't want anyone else to have a reason to make fun of me. I just wanted to be normal, because at that time, I felt like the only way for things to get better was if I was just like everyone else. This was a particularly rough time in my life when my parents were going through a divorce and fighting, and things were just generally not good for me, so I always wanted to to have what other people had. I wanted the, you know, the newest thing, whatever that thing was, whether it was a gaming system or a game itself or, you know, anything a little eight or nine year old boy wants. But, and because I wanted these things, there would be times when I would 
you know, go up to one of my parents and ask them, hey, can I have some money? And most of the time, that response would be no. So eventually, I stopped asking. And to this day, I am still afraid to ask my parents for money because I fear that the exact same situation which transpired when I was younger will come up again. Now, obviously, my parents are in different financial situations than they were, but that impact that it had on me when I was at that age when everything was going on is still there. And I don't think it's ever really going to go away, at least not by itself. This is slightly unrelated, but I feel like it'll tie into some of the stuff I'm talking about quite nicely. I'm an Enneagram Type 6, so for those of you who have taken that before, you kind of know what I'm talking about. The Enneagram Type 6 is what's known as the Loyalist, and what the Loyalist is motivated by is fear. And I can definitely say that that is true for me, mostly the fear of rejection by other people. And that has been a huge driving force in some of the things that I've decided to do. Doing well in school, I was afraid that my parents would be disappointed in me. Getting my Eagle Scout, I was afraid that I would disappoint my friends because all of them had already gotten it by that point. Um, joining any sports team, I was afraid they wouldn't be considered good enough by people around me because I didn't try or I didn't give everything I had to any given thing. That's why I always threw myself at whatever um, particular thing that I was doing because I did not want to look like a failure and I wanted to be recognized as someone who always did his best and, and so people could say yes that guy is is good at what he does and he does it every time and it's all because of fear. This unconscious desire for me to look like and put on the mask that I'm, well, better. That I'm somehow a superior human because I put in a more effort than somebody else. And it doesn't help that most of the people in my family are very hardworking and high-achieving people. My grandfather is a veterinarian, the first, I believe, to graduate from his side of the family. My mom is a salesperson at a big tech company who has always worked her hardest to get higher up and do better for, for us, her family. And I have this pressure from both from my family and my friends, to do the best that I can, which in and of itself is not bad, but the motivation to do as well as I have, that is what not that is what has not been coming from the right place. And there have been times where I've had to sit back and evaluate why am I actually doing this? Is it because I want to do 
the best that I can, or is it because I want to prove that I can do the best that I can? You know, who am I trying to prove this to? Is it to myself? Is it to other people? Is it to the world? I, I don't know sometimes. And even with this, this very podcast that I'm recording right now, there are sometimes when I feel like I'm not doing enough, whether it's not being as good on social media as I should be, reaching out to guests, and sometimes like today can lead to scheduling conflicts, which is why I'm doing this by myself, or not um, getting as many people to support me on Patreon as I would like, which you should definitely do, by the way. Um, link is in the show notes. <laughs> Point is, there are times I don't feel like I'm doing enough, and as a result, that leads to some depressive spells, which in this, well, at this point, I'm kind of in the middle of one. It's been on and off, admittedly, but there are just times when I feel like I'm just not doing enough of what I could be doing. And as a result, I get depressed because I'm not doing enough, so I don't do it, and it gets me more depressed, and it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And I'm sure that there are many of you out there who can definitely relate to that. So please let me know if that is the case, because I am here for you. But there is a silver lining to this cloud. I've learned, and I'm continuing to learn, that the pressures put on me and everyone else by society, by our peers, by our parents, by our elders, by bosses, co-workers, teachers, etc. While those do exist and probably exist for reasons that will improve us as people, that we don't always have to listen, that we can choose to be our own people and to live in the moment rather than in our own heads and worry about what other people think. Because the reality is only you are responsible for what you do and how you spend your time, your money, and your energy. And those are the three things that are the most valuable resources any human can possess. Time, money, and energy are what occupy most of our waking lives. And some people have more of one and less of the others. If you're lucky, you have all three, and most people do not. But how you spend those three things is what is most valuable. You can choose to live in your own head and think about what, you know, you can be the broken record, the what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, or you can look outward, live in the moment, and focus on other people. You can spend your money on things that will bring you joy in the short term, like a bottle of booze or a, 
a burger from whatever fast food joint you want, but in the end, it'll leave you feeling more empty. Or you can spend your money on something that will long-term benefit you, like, for instance, a new laptop, or a an opportunity to experience something with the people you love that you will always remember. And you can spend your energy worrying about yourself, about your friends, about the future, or you can spend your energy making that future happen. I mean, I didn't mean to go a motivational speaker, but the fact of the matter is I'm saying what I need to hear right now. And I know I'm not the only one who needs to hear it. So if you are out there, I know you are, those of you who are caught in a spell like me, or living in your head, worried about the future, those who are looking for things to fill a void, reach out. If not to me, to somebody. Because chances are, there is someone out there who really wants the best for you. Who that person is, I have no idea. But you know who they are. They know who you are. And they may not know what you're going through. So get out. Tell them. Tell somebody what you're going through. Give people a reason to open up to you by opening up yourself first. Be available for others who want to give you that opportunity and open up to you. And be, most of all, be open. Because the last thing someone in that situation needs is judgment for how they feel. That's why I'm talking to a microphone, because nobody will judge me, at least not here and now. But, I said before, I'll say it again, I can live with the fact that not everyone agrees with me. And not everyone is where I am, and that's okay. It's part of the human experience. Experiencing these thoughts, these feelings, these, um, these pressures from others. It's all part of living in our world today, and it's something that we have to overcome. It's something that we have to put up with and deal with on a daily basis. And another thing that I have learned over the years is no matter how much you think you have it put together, you don't. That's just the facts, you don't. Everyone needs someone to help them. So. That being said, thank you once again for listening to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome. Those are zeros and these are threes. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at True Stories Pod. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin signing off.